I think we're going out of three. Okay, whenever you're ready. Well, hello there, Terrible Warriors. We return with another podcast spotlight episode. And this one's interesting. As you know, I've been interviewing other actual play podcasts because we've been taking a break from running our games this year because gestures vaguely all around. Uh, And I've been having a really fun time (laughs) meeting these other podcasters and hearing about their stories and also the way they interpret what an actual play podcast is. As we're starting to learn, everyone's got a different variation on the theme. And everyone approaches this kind of thing, this idea of recording your tabletop games differently. There's no wrong or right way about it. And This interview that you're about to hear is with two wonderful people that was connected to me by Sean Howard. I'm going to get a shout out there from the Fable and Folly Network, as you heard. We talked about (laughs) from Alba Salix and uh, uh, the uh, uh, End of Time and Other Bothers interview. Go back and listen to that one. It was a good time. And he sent me an email with the headline, Blind Interview Request, and uh, (laughs) and connected me with these these two people What's fun is uh, Zach and James, as I'm going to formally interview you in a second, don't have a podcast yet. Well, they do. They've got a bunch of other things. But in in, in the theme of the actual play podcast that we're talking about, it's in development. It's going to be coming out soon, later this year. And I'll come back and remind you about it. So there's nothing to link you to right now uh, because it's still in that. (laughs) Well, there's a feed. (laughs) The feed exists. That that, that gestational phase. And so... uh, Welcome here. It's purely to the table. Oh, it's going to be one of those interviews. (laughs) Welcome to the table here. Welcome here. So, tell me a little bit about uh, you're 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 launching an actual play, as I understand. um, Yes, near the end of the summer or the fall of of this year. That is right. I believe the official term is fall 2021. Question mark, dot, uh, dot, dot, that's, enti- that's a bit and of a lie. We've been telling a small lie. Is it third quarter? Is <laughs> Q3. That what that is? Um, is that what third quarter is? Is that what it, it, Q3, Q3 is? is August I, guess, I think it depends Q3? when your fiscal calendar year starts. And so time has no meaning yes. and uh, uh, everything is subjective. Money exactly. doesn't exist. You're right. So, <laughs> I forgot we were living in the era of Reddit and stonks. Yeah, that will age well, I wonder. So tell me, let's work our way backwards then. Uh, Tell me about this show that you're going to launch, and then we'll we'll work our way back as I get to learn who you are, of where you've come from and and, and what you've done. Because I understand already that you've, you've, you've got some other shows that you have done in the past, and I would love to hear all about them. But let's start with this show that you're launching. Tell me a bit about this new actual play podcast that we can all get excited for. So the show is called Realms of Peril and Glory with the very clever acronym RPG. Um, and the basic kind of one-line premise We wanted is, to game the algorithm. Oh Yeah, really game the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, That's one thing. Terrible Warriors, there's nothing to convey what my show is about, and I realized far too late there's no SEO in my name. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but it's great. It Every, all. It's, it's, a, it's such a good name, though. Uh, yeah, so... So Realms of Peril. Realms of Peril and Glory. Yeah, so uh, each season is a different uh, story and different system uh, with a different bunch of players. I GM a couple of the campaigns. James GMs a couple of the campaigns. That's right. Yeah, and we just have a lot of fun. So let, let's talk about actual play podcasts. What kind of an hmm. AP show is this going to be? Because everyone's got a different uh, take on it. Some shows hmm. that I've talked to are heavy on the storytelling and a radio drama. And, and if you weren't told in the show notes, you might not know it's even a hmm. game that they're playing. Because yeah. they don't reference the rules. You won't hear the dice rolls. It's just all in character. Other shows 
treat it kind of tutorialized where you can hear the game talk and hear the game. And they're also using it as a, as a vehicle to teach people about these games and how to run these games. Mm. So where, where do you kind of land on that spectrum of, of actual play podcasts? Honestly, I think we're, we're kind of deliberately all, all over the place, right? Like, I think yeah. we're very um, staunchly in the middle, I think, of those two yeah. dichotomies. Because we really love storytelling and fun, but also we, do, we don't shy away from the fact that we're yeah. playing a game. Yeah. yeah. So what are we going to hear on the show? Will we hear music and sound effects and, yeah. and like lots of character voices? Because uh, uh, some shows are just done live to tape around the table. Well, we're, uh, doing, we're doing several... Um, different series um the 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 first one that we'll be releasing is is uh the one that zach is running which is uh his campaign is called veil in a, a world of his own uh creation which is which is 13th age zongroff meredith torbrennan and isadora you feel your hearts racing in your chest the anxiety of your dream breaking to the bright sun of a new day in the city you each race to the nearest window, checking to see if it had truly been a dream. And with a sigh of relief, you find the city unharmed. Zongroff, you see the familiar streets of the Ivy Lanes, covered in merchants trying to disassemble the mischief of students from the night past. And in the distance, Harbor Park and the hulking figure of Justice Hall, home to the new Harbor Watch. That one is very... Uh, it, it's 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 very story based. It's it's very mm. narrative. Yeah, very very narrative. Um, but like on and you just the say, other is hand, it a custom system or just a custom no, setting? So custom uh, no, world, it's just a custom setting uh, with yeah. the thirteenth age game system. Yeah, oh, okay, the thirteenth cool. age game system. Whereas I am going to be doing, um, I'm going to be doing my own five E campaign, and the five E campaign. It's I think what I'm going for more of is closer to we're all playing a game and, and, and trying to have a fun time with it. And, yeah. and there's a story mixed in there. Yeah. And on, so this on is the, kind of fun. In yeah. a, it sounds like Realm of Peril and Glory is going to kind of explore the different takes of actual oh, yeah. plays. That's in a way kind that of the whole, Every time a yeah. new... So the GM will p- kind of more or less be the producer of that series and exactly, will have a yeah. real say on how yeah. the sound is going to show. So it's, yeah. it's going to be an anthology podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And the idea is that we're going to have characters that you love and you want to come back to. Um, yeah. We haven't formally decided, but we've we kind of talked about how we, we love the stories and the characters and mm. we might end up coming back to some of them. Uh, but likewise, we love doing yeah. kind of just off the wall crazy stuff like we're doing a whole season that james is running of a system called you wake in a strange place which is specifically designed to do a two-hour session one shot where you make up the game system as you go yeah and it's really even the system yeah even the system is improvised there there are some very bad there are some very bad bands um it was um uh jacob andrews from uh drawfee the the youtube um art arts uh, series concocted it, and so we're you know we we reached out to to him and very and uh, asked very nicely whether we could uh, play on our show. And what it essentially is is like you it, there's some very bare bones, but you, it's designed that you you come in and then you get your players to each separate one comes up with one of them comes up with a genre, one of them mm. comes up with a setting, and one of them comes up with an adjective to describe said setting, and 
then the GM, which is me for this series, has to try to come up with a story. Everybody, everybody makes up random statements about the world to try and make my job ever so slightly easier. It always it sounds makes like it a harder. much more improvised version it's, of fiasco. Oh yeah, it's 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 yeah. basically just an improv improvisation game, but <laughs> yeah. turned into a into a role playing game. And and, and I also just have aping to make up a story. tabletop. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and, and, I, I'm look. I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, each to episode the degree of that's that, gonna have like different players, and we yeah, love it. to the degree that yeah. um, you ask each of the players uh, f when they come up with their character, what four skills is your character great at, moderately good at, kind of bad at, and terrible at, um, and and each of the players comes up with four with four sort of doing verbs, and then the GM or or Zach. Who is helping me, me in comes some up with cases another where you're four. like, help me, Zach. <laughs> and those 16 verbs are the skills for the game. And every time somebody wants to do something, you have to make them roll on this list of like, and it's oftentimes it's like crocheting or so can I present, cooking. Can I, yeah. can I present another challenge on this show? <laughs> oh, yeah. You should also see if you can, at the end of each of these little two-hour one-shots, print them as a one-page RPG for me to download <laughs> so that I can keep a record of this game. I don't know if we can legally do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but know if you that's know what? legal. Because I have what? been wanting for years. I've got this idea of I I, I love the uh, concept of one page RPGs. Oh, and we're doing the, a the lot design of those. challenge and we're doing those well. of putting all of that onto a single page and yeah. and looking it over. Well, if you're going to do a lot, of, I'm not going to tell you about the name of my show then because <laughs> I've come up with a, a banger of a title and I'm holding on to it and I'm going to okay. put it onto. Oh a yeah, because no, um, we'll poach it from you 100. Yeah, yeah, you 100%. will absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I love the concept of one page RPGs and Literally where just have uh, the Grant Howitt book here. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Uh, well, a lot of them are going to be Grant's games, uh, but the uh, the idea of getting an entire game squeezed into one or the other side, if you want to double side it, and yeah. also convey not just the rules of the game, but the, the design choices to help convey the intention of the mm. game, because there's so mm. much room you don't have to get that across. So you have to do it through art and layout and all that. So it's funny um, in our yeah. first um, our first holiday. Where I actually built a, uh, a a custom short system called Christmas Caper, uh, where essentially you go on, you're in the North Pole, and you go on wacky fun adventures to save Christmas as like an elf yeah. or a reindeer or a snowman, and uh, and we're gonna be uh, selling the game system at the same time as the the season comes out this Christmas. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Realm of Peril and Glory is not your first go at this rodeo no. of podcasting <laughs> i understand you also have a history of radio dramas tell oh, me a little yeah. bit about these yeah so this is at least something i could listen to now <laughs> we make the show called the orphans uh which is a science fiction show uh again very much like realms of peril and glory uh where each season tells a different story in uh in in the orphans case it's in a vast interconnected science fiction universe uh where there is a clone workforce uh, who uh, serve a militaristic government, and we tell individual stories of these different people who live in this world. Uh, we have a core. Is cast. this a scripted show or yeah. also an improvised show? No, it's completely oh, yeah, scripted. We have a core cast of uh, of twelve actors who play different variations of these clones, uh, and we've written five series of it now, uh, mm. and a few specials, a few live shows, uh, and cool. we are uh, working on more now. 
Cool. So the uh, have the contacts and the people that you've made and, and worked with on these dramas on the orphans, are they going to be participating in your tabletop adventures? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can look forward to um, I, I think one of the selling points of the show will be uh, we're really going to have a who's who of kind of UK British and, audio and drama, yeah. British audio and drama, drama talent. Drama. Yeah. So what took you from working on a radio drama to, I know what I could do. I could, I could play a tabletop <laughs> game with a bunch of these actors and also record that. That sounds easy. Well, so I got, why, yeah. why do that? <laughs> what, what, what brought you from <laughs> yeah. A to B well, there? I, can I, uh, I'll tell Because for some this. people, it's a very easy leap, and for others, it's <laughs> another universe. Go then. James, what have you got to say? And then I'll tell the story about Rebellion. Uh, well, I mean... in. in that's true because you were doing rebellion um beforehand but i i got really into uh i got really into um D &D, like out of university and we started producing the orphans at university um and i got heavily into it it was sort of my main um social structure uh for meeting new people and having having friends uh and I just loved it so much, and the 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 concept of using it to tell a story, or or really just to like record myself having fun as like an excuse <laughs> to have have a fun time, and I, I decided that I really wanted to um, make my own show um, about uh, just record myself playing D and D with some friends, and at the same time, uh, obviously Zach, um, yeah. His own story, uh, which he will. I came in and muddled it up. I producered it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. You, you, you. Um, on your end, you know, or, or I suppose on on uh, on on your end, um, you had um, rebellion for orphans. Yeah. So why don't you say a bit about that? Yeah. So um, we actually have a game system set in the orphans world mm -hmm. that we've been working on for uh, like three years or two years or something yeah. like that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's designed by. Uh, Ella Watts, who is a part of our yeah. team on the show, she's done an incredible yeah. job of making this really wonderful system that is really reflective of the world of the show. Um, mm -hmm. We've tried a couple times to get it recorded. Uh, unfortunately, fate has not smiled on us, uh, but we've yeah. not given up on that. Uh, it's still kind of in development and uh, in in the process of coming together. So that was really my introduction. Yeah. Uh, to playing RPGs was Ella coming yeah. to me and saying, hey, I have this really great idea. Let's make a system. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, let's see what that's like. I'd heard yeah. a few D&D uh, &D podcasts before. I love D&D mm -hmm. &D podcasts because I just, there's something about the stories mixed with the the people coming together to have a great time and the collaborative nature of it, I love so much. And it's one of the few times where when you're listening to a story being told, as a listener, you're discovering it at the exact same time same as a storyteller. Yeah. And this like it's a collaborative event, even on the listener side, that there's yeah. very few times. Even like with improv, there's rules to improv where the performers, mm. the kind of secret is they usually know where it's going yeah. to yeah. go more or less like there's 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 only so many ways that river moves yeah. and uh, and especially a troupe that's performed for a very long time uh they've got a couple go-tos that they can they can keep moving with yeah. and uh whereas with tabletop because of the rules it offers like a bedrock that lets you leap off into the unknown yeah. absolutely way more than true improv kind it's of so allows much fun. for it's so like when you're listening down to these shows, itself, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And so when you're listening, it's almost addictive because you're on that discovery mm. with the players yeah. in real time. Yeah. And, and, and you get to be surprised when they get surprised. And it is a surprise for everyone. And there's, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it was Monster Hearts that wrote it as the story is feral. It, it, no oh, one's in control. So it good. exists. That's great. It exists in the middle Very of the good. table, and no one has any say about it. No, and, that's the thing. Uh, that's what I love about it as a creative is that I have, I as the GM have a lot of control over the story, mm. but there's nothing stopping someone else wrestling control away from well, me exactly. or it's spinning still a us wild. off in a crazy direction. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and there is a bit of like in, in Dungeons and Dragons, the GM is more like you're riding on a saddle and you have reins. Yeah. But there's some games like Powered by Apocalypse games where you're on a Bronco and you've yeah. got nothing. Yeah. You've got, you're just, you're just being bucked wild. And, oh and, and there's, there's, there's no say about it because if you're playing a game like, um, I mentioned Monster Hearts again. Yeah. You don't even get to come up with the NPCs. You don't get to come up with the oh, challenges. Gosh. Like, it's all presented by the players yeah. during character creation. Yeah. They're, they're participating in the world building. And so you can't prepare a game in advance in a game That's like true. that because no. you don't know what game you're going to play until you find out which people are showing up to high school that yeah. day. Yeah, it's true. That's the, that's the joy, of, um, that's the joy of, of, of the fully improvised one, the You Awaken yeah. a Strange Place, because I'm, I don't even get to plan a story before yeah. the session, I I'm essentially just the lead genre. maker upper. I I'm the lead maker upper. I I, I just have to like, I I'm just the one that they've picked to 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 talk more than everyone else, and yeah. that's and that's the game. And it's completely off the wall. We gave him a Christmas rom com the other day, and he had no idea what I to do with hate it. Rom coms. <laughs> I don't know what. The, oh, it, uh, it have you heard of Passion de la Passionelle? No. By Brandon no. Leon Gambetta. No. It's a Powered by Apocalypse game. It's currently in Ashcan. It's going to be kickstarting soon. It is a telenovela <gasps> tabletop RPG. Oh, God. Where you play as the cast of characters on a favorite telenovela, but also you're in front of an audience at home watching it on TV who's reacting oh to the show. Oh, that's so... F- what's and that called? So it's playing... It pas- uh, I, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but it's Passion de la Passionelle. And it's uh, Brandon Leon Gambetta making this idea of like, this Latinx telenovela romantic comedy drama story, soap opera, the RPG. Yeah. And where you have like a character where you can play a move of, he has a twin the whole time. And they come (laughs) in, the twins wearing the eye patch. And then there's all these twists or like amnesiac, sudden amnesiac or, or the trope in a soap opera where a baby is born. And then they're a 20 year old the next week. And this is what I love about, TTRPGs, and that's why I wanted to make RPG the way we ended up making RPG. Yeah, is yeah, because sure. I wanted to celebrate how versatile this medium is. Like you can it's go so from much, telling yeah. a telenovela story, you can go sci-fi, yeah. you can go dungeons, but you can do anything. It's insane. Last interview I just did, uh, their podcast did an episode on what's called the Eight Ways of Fun with <laughs> tabletop RPGs, mm-hmm. and the combat in Dungeons and Dragons is only one of those eight kinds of fun, the challenge type. And there's all these other types that are out there. Right. And so you have these, you know, games like passion that have no combat 
Mm. Not really. I mean, maybe a slap across the face yeah. and a glass spilled in someone's. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. no health points. Uh, yeah. a, a game yeah. like Masks, where you're playing as teenage superheroes, so you think you're going to be off to fight bad guys, but the game itself is actually about community building and finding your identity. That's and your so stats good. are changing as you play the game because you're a teenager. Yeah. You don't know who you are yet. You don't even know what your powers are yet. <sighs> and the game itself is not actually about your powers and using them in combat it's about standing up to the adults in the room and going i know who i am you don't get to tell me that yeah and uh, uh and so you play these games and i you know sometimes i approach certain games and i'm expecting one story and it 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 delivers a completely different one and we yeah. mentioned just before uh we started recording this interview that uh we did a session zero on nibiru and you've heard yes. of nibiru and you were thinking yeah. about oh, yeah. into it and Nibiru, uh, listener, a, in case you have We've got a game recording at the end of the month. We've got a game recording. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, is all about, like, you create a character who's an amnesiac who yeah. has no memory of where they came from. But mm. as those memories start coming back, those memories might not be human. Might, they might not be from this world. Mm. Uh, the world that the game is set in, it might instead be from our world here on Earth. Uh, it, they might be, you might be remembering that you were a robot <laughs> or you're remembering <laughs> that you were an animal. And, uh, uh, or you're remembering other people's memories yeah and so these vagabonds but then through the game you get to declare these memories associated to your die roll so as you do an action instead of just trusting the d4 that you're rolling Mm. you can say you know what i've got a memory point Mm. i'm counting this as a success and i'm associating this action this i'm leaping over a valley or uh, uh, leaping over a gap right now and as i do that i remember jumping rooftop to rooftop to rooftop like at the opening of aladdin and uh and i'm some street or like some image of of a a street rat doing or doing parkour across rooftops and and now i've got a permanent boost to my acrobatic skill forever and i have got this memory of leaping from rooftop to rooftop and the next time i make a memory i could connect it to that previous memory i can start making a story and once you have eight of those memories you create a revelation where you get like really interesting powers um i'm so and everyone at the table is doing that it's (laughs) like it's like a journaling rpg yeah which is so fascinating but also still improvised because you're making these up in the spot and you might have an idea going in I want my character to be this and you want to reveal your your hidden idea over time as you play or you're going in truly blank and you're just making it up with each die roll and you're just going to yeah. let the game reveal your character to you. And both are valid strategies it's, it's <laughs> in so Nibiru. Sure. Something I'm looking and, and forward the, to in yeah. our uh, Nibiru game is actually it's going to be the first, um, you know, because we're planning this stuff so far in advance, but it's going to be the first time in the series that neither of us are the GM. Uh, we, we've actually got Ella Watts, who's designed the orphan system, coming on being a guest GM for uh, a one shot of Nibiru. And also, we both wanted play. to play something for once. Yeah, it's like, please, can we just play? I know what that feeling. <laughs> can we just play? I, I know that. My, my yeah. first group, we had a, we, we would take, we would rotate our GMs around because you, you want to be the player. It's yeah. the fatigue for sure. If you play too much of it. Yeah, exactly, and it and it can it can drain you yes. in a way that uh, you know you can get you can you can refill your tank uh, being I, the player at the table. I always and it also helps appreciate the role of the GM more. It's hard to be yeah, a good GM true. if yeah. you never get to be the player. I, right? I always insist that every every one who plays D anD D has a responsibility at some point to be a GM for somebody else. But at the mm. same time, everybody who is GMing all the time, you will burn out if you don't have your own game. To, yeah. that you get well, to be you've a also got to learn. 
to relinquish control because part, especially sure. a game like Dungeons and Dragons, D and D is both like it's a wonderful game and it's yeah. there's a reason why it's got the lion's share, but it it's got some tricky issues you got to mm-hmm. navigate around. And one of those oh, yeah, is sure. the GM just going on a power trip. It's very very easy yeah, because they have happens. they have all the secrets in ways that other mm-hmm. tabletop games kind of take those powers mm-hmm. away from the GM and, yeah. and delegate them to players. In Dungeons and Dragons, it is very easy yeah. uh, to end up being a player where all you do is whatever the GM tells you to do, and your only agency is describing yeah. how you attack something, yeah. and that can be really demoralizing as a player. Yeah, but similarly, I, I'm I'm playing a I'm playing a home game, and um, the players in my home game are very much geared to um, to to ra- to being railroaded. Right? Like they they don't know what to do if I don't give them stuff to do right and yeah they, uh, they, they I've, need I've, they need a, a, a yeah. an arrow in the video game pointing them where to exactly. go yeah i've had i've had players that um if i uh if i if i railroad them they'll they'll <laughs> kill me and if i and, and i've had players where if i don't railroad them they'll they'll kill get me. frustrated at me because they'll kill me because they they and it becomes like, a design what, what challenge when you're getting your I don't scenarios know what you ready how yeah, how much do you want to massage the scene yeah. and push them and gently yeah. move them along? And you know, so sometimes you might have an NPC that will act as like the navi in Link, exactly. <laughs> going, "Hey, listen over here." Yeah, uh, other I times, had I, I, yeah. And I have a game that I, I've been running. Uh, I ran out of a, a restaurant uh, in the before times, Amazing. and and what? I would have a character like that who would show up as a guide. But if I found that the players were really into it and they were going along. Yeah. that person would just never jump yeah. down from the trees and they would just yeah, stay uh, unintroduced. So you know, it's kind of like um, being a magician. You need a, no- you have a, a number of ins and outs and mm-hmm. threads that you can get through yeah. that yeah. all still lead to the same miracle at yeah. the end and just finding out where to go. Do they need My- someone to yell at them to go into the cave or is the curiosity enough to lure them in? Yeah. My players forced me to do that. I had an, I had an old man, uh, well, it was an old Warforged, an old robot character who um, was very unwell and needed saving from a particular like situation. Is this the guy that and got picked up by did... a griffin? This was the guy who got picked up by a griffin and dropped mm. in the lake. Um, and um, my players basically went up me. to We've him. We've all been there. My, Everyone's my, got my, that story. My players walked up to him afterwards and were like, hey, you're an academic, right? Can you research all of this stuff? Because we don't know what we're going to... We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and so in last session, I had to have this old man walk into a tavern <laughs> and be like, report. so I finally found you. Now, here's everything you might want to do to beat any of these <laughs> three villains that there are. And I'm like, this guy didn't want to live this life, but you've you've put him in this situation. You've backed him into a corner. Now he has to be your it. mentor. Oh no, I love that. I love that, and, and also turning yeah. that around to give yeah. that that what was uh, an, a, a throwaway reaction from mm. the players yeah. into real consequences later. It's like you've now yeah. destroyed this old man yeah, <laughs> and he, into this obsessive compulsive researcher. He can't do this all the time. It's <laughs> funny, like he's going. He's gonna. This is going to burn him out one day. He's going to die going over to books. Die. The candle's going to light on fire. Will go and the out. Whole... Yeah, will go out. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We're trying. It's interesting about the control stuff as a DM or as a GM. Um, yeah. We're trying something in our first campaign, Veil, which we didn't really know if it was going to work, uh, and so far it's worked really well. We really um, wanted to experiment with it. Yeah, I uh, am GMing it, but James is playing all the NPCs. 
Oh, that's... I, I essentially, at the start... I essentially, at the start of it, basically said to Zach, like, oh, you know, you're playing this game. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a, a, a player because, you, you know, you've got players already. But, like, hey, you know, if you ever want um, to do, like, a, a, a DM sort of um, controlled NPC, I could come in and play that guy. You know, you could you could give that character a script and that character. And Zach was like, mm, counter proposal. You play everyone all of them and I'm like, <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh that's too much uh, power. Here's, so now i years get a ago, script every week and i have to learn it <laughs> years ago on terrible warriors we did a we played the fan-made pokemon rpg yeah and Ooh, yeah. Uh, our gm uh julian uh i was just on the other side of the glass hitting record and uh mm-hmm. our gm looked to me was like well they're gonna have a professor oak and they're gonna be talking to him and calling mm-hmm. him up on the phone do you want to be that character that they call up and turn on your mic and 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 jump in and i was like one I don't know anything about Professor Oak. Two, I can't do a Professor Oak impression. And three, I don't have any of your game notes. So anytime they call me, I'm going to go weird. And so I ended up just being this like demented old man who yeah. was sending these kids off to war. <laughs> and they would call me over the road like, excuse me, I'm just in the middle of eating my burger right now with Nurse Joy. How can I help you, young children? And, and I would just scream at them. And it, it ended up becoming uh, my most popular character I've ever done in my oh life. My God. And... But also the challenge of the GM. So how are are, are you even having that conversation? We of, are, are having that conversation. So are you I, getting yeah. any game notes? Yeah, he gets all my game notes. Yeah, no, whether I'm or not he reads them, it's a total other thing. Because whatever James says becomes dogma. That's the thing. Like it's we had this great moment of like kismet, like aligning. I had this character. He was called Pine Silver. Chaos magic. He was. It was literal chaos magic. He was just. A police officer who is going to talk yeah. to this other police officer NBC and say a bit of exposition, and he mm-hmm. turned him into this like meek child <laughs> whose oh, dad yeah, my, yells yeah. at him and has a key because because James me. is not being the GM, so James doesn't have to think about the math, doesn't have to no. think about the stats, doesn't have to think about all the different so plot true. threads. He just gets to inhabit this one character yeah. and just completely screw with you. And for it's so seven good. That I love. Mm. I love that kind of chaos in a game and so yeah. i knew that you know i think sometimes in recorded things there has to be an element of railroad obviously you don't yes. want to get so super railroady i don't want to go, go down that but path so i liked introducing james as like this like yeah. chaos entity that like knew I, the plan but could just throw it at any moment i interface between the railroad and the like serious nonsense chaos that's that's my interface job yeah so i did want to ask as you're preparing for this actual play you're coming Mm. from have you have you recorded an actual play podcast before we have recorded uh, several versions of several uh, versions of of an rp of the orphans rpg which have not made it okay so we learned a lot from that so Um, you've been learning how that so my my question is you're going from like a very scripted background yeah. and yeah. drama background and, and also certainly playing tabletops and knowing that mm-hmm. world as 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 uh, the hobbyists that we are mm-hmm. turning that into a show into a format yeah. right there's there's you know fitting it to times so are mm. you breaking it up into different parts yeah. and recording it also it can be exhausting where versus playing at a table you know we're all eating yeah. going off to Absolutely. the bathroom we're relaxing there's tabletop and you're at a microphone there's like a, a, a psychological switch that goes off where everyone doesn't break. 
Yeah. And and we're focused. And then yeah. after four hours of that, we are just like it felt like we've played Dumb, twelve hours yeah. of game. Yeah. And so yeah. where what are what have you been doing and learning uh, in your own way that you're finding that is these unique challenges in setting up like even recording an actual play versus preparing to do a full actual play yeah. podcast that is de- dedicated to this. What are what have you yeah. been learning in this preparation stage and and what are you, your intentions going in like your plans like how are you formatting that how are you handling getting stuck in the rules stuff like that right what are what are you, what are, what are you finding learning finding the balance finding the balance between between rolling with the punches and reacting to what to what happens and what seems like is best for all of our players and actively experimenting right like taking you know reacting to the chaos that happens to you and then taking control of the chaos that you can cause to your own game and and finding and, and knowing when to where that sort of middle ground uh, is I always sure. like to keep in the back of my mind. I'm always keeping an eye on the clock because yeah. I I like to format as I go. So I like I want the episodes to hit a certain length. So I'm kind of keeping an eye and mm. making sure that where's the end point here in the episode uh, narratively for the players, yeah. what feels like a natural break. And we'll hit kind of around that hour and a half mark in the recording. And I'll say, yeah, next time we'll blah, 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 you know, mm. um, it's a lot of trial and error in, in terms of finding the pacing. Uh, we Just in the episodes that we've recorded, we've done three episodes of the main campaign. We've done four or five episodes of Awaken a Strange Place. We've done a whole Christmas campaign as well. Yeah. Um, and we're planning So this stuff is already recorded. Oh, yeah. That's oh, just stuff we've already recorded. So, yeah, so now you're going through... So how much, like, so now it's just all editing. So wh- how much are you now learning uh, as you're doing this editing? What, uh, what is your hope on how it's going to sound in terms yeah. of, is it going to be like this full immersive experience or are you I, also well, going to hear the, the dice rolling? I want to strike a balance. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to make an audio drama. I want to make an RPG show. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we're, but, we want to like, bring. Sometimes we'll, Sorry. yeah, sometimes we'll do, we'll do specials that we may um, make more audio dramery, mm. and then other times, like you're working in a strange place, it really is kind of mm. like half of that episode is us making the game up and yeah. and all scribbling desperately of what words we've come <laughs> so, up with. Oh, uh, what was and that word? <laughs> just just like how we want this like variety of game system and variety yeah. of story that we want to tell, we we really want to have a variety across our different series of how much mm. we 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 sound design how much yeah. we script and in what particular ways and really explore everything mm. that the podcast um, medium mm. can can do as well as the 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 yeah. role playing can do you can For expect sure. to hear music you can expect to hear sound effects yeah. but i think oh, yeah, I those so I'm we'll never going to, uh, at least in what i've done of the sound design so far and i think how i envision it is we're never going to the music and the sound effects are never going to be the priority. We're never going to be telling mm. the story through sound effects. The, the narrative and the story is being told through the gameplay. And you, yeah. you're never ignoring the fact that there's an actual game with roles that you're hearing that is, true, yeah. that is going to be happening. We're never going to... Dis- we're never... We're never going to put a curtain down on the fact that there is a mm. game happening. Um, you're in the story and you're enjoying it just like the players are. Um... But they are players; they're not actors. Yeah. It's, 
it was something that James mentioned earlier about you were playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons out of college and then you were involved in, in making these dramas. And I feel like there's two kinds of people, right? The people that play tabletop games and the people who play tabletop games and go, I need to record this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was similar. I, I started in high school, but I was getting into working at a radio station, mm -hmm. went off to college for radio broadcasting and the whole time in the back of my head going, I have to record these games. This is going to be, mm -hmm. you know, the next thing. And, uh, and uh, lo and behold, oh, yes. that was, I, I think I was thinking that back in 2003 and, and here we are. What is it about playing these games that makes you want to share them as well, right? Because sometimes these games can be personal. They, yeah. they can oh my be God, vulnerable yeah. because because yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're, you're role-playing these characters and you fall in love with them and you get attached to them and to attach to that world. So well, I, what what is it for you that makes you want to while you're rolling the dice going yeah. i really wish there was a microphone here it's that exact reason for me because you are vulnerable and you are in the moment and there are things that happen in games in tabletop games when you're with people and you're making this in the moment that you can't replicate in a scripted series you That's can't true. replicate those beautiful moments and you can't replicate that kind of interplay between the characters it's just it's got its own beautiful quality um, that I And you can't love. retake it. You can't retake it. The first it. time it happens, no. you can't go back and yeah. try it again. That's the thing. That's it just happens, and you live with it, and you need to capture those beautiful moments because I love watching them. So, And I see so many of them in private, and I just thought, I just need to share these. Uh, yeah. That's All of that for sure. Me. I'm I'm gonna be very art student. Oh God, for, here we go. For a second, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a real artist. Uh, I find that the beauty of writing scripted narratives um, comes when you reach this point when you're writing a story that you find that the story kind of tells itself because you find those points where like, well, how can this plot point not happen? I know it's 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 so right for the narrative. How can it not happen? And that sort of feeling of a story as it writes itself when when, you know, I, I do a lot of writing um, is is so great. It really is that like f chasing that sort of beautiful golden um, mystical Kitsune Fox uh, spirit through the grass and you're like <laughs> where will this story take me <laughs> well, it almost feels like if you if you wind the car up enough eventually yeah, yeah. you get to this point and it's a different point every single time but but there's always a point where you can put the car down and just let and it go it moves Boom! itself yeah yeah and i think as a, a lover of story <clears throat> um i uh -huh, i have to uh you know that that is is such a is such a great part about how yeah. stories get told with with role playing games they're so emergent for 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 rpg it, it it sounds like this isn't a lot of actual play shows default to comedy mm. and not all rpgs are comedy yeah <laughs> in fact almost all of the games i have played in the last couple of years have been serious or mm. dramatic or 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 yeah. horror or different genres or playing with with um a, a richer and more varied emotions than just simply yeah. slapstick and so where what could we expect in tone for rpg what are you hoping to get is it is it just yeah. going to be for laughs uh, uh for the lulls or 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 are you striking out on uh maybe we're going to do a sad game 
to do. I think when I think when I think the problem is that Zach and I um, are are we want to do it all. People. Uh, we're silly people. We we do oh, yeah. want to do it all, but we're but we're fundamentally very silly people. We so are, yeah. oftentimes, when we are left in charge, we'll we'll make something funny. And the problem with the orphans uh, as an audio drama is that it's very tragic, and we like leaning into the tragic um, uh, as part of that. And and so when we uh, so I think the games, at least initially, that you and I run are going to be very um, are going to be us having a laugh, but. That's why we get in Ella to run Nibiru. That's why we are so desperate to like be players for our yeah. our guest uh, GMs who are going to be a part of our cast yeah. because they're most likely going to want to run serious stories. And God, I want to be part of a serious story. Um, <laughs> well, as, and as also well as you shouldn't. You, I would also say you you shouldn't be surprised if what starts out as a very fun, funny campaign. Uh, gets, gets serious by the end. Gets has some it's real true. emotional weight to it. Um, well, you know, I. That's why we're called. That's why we're called Light and Tragic. That's yeah. We named our that's company we, Light and Tragic because we yeah, we like we like finding the light moments, but but really injecting it with moments. real pathos and tragedy. Uh, and hopefully, we can pull that off. Hopefully, there's a mixture. <laughs> it's of a that. tall order. So, Realm of Peril and Glory. Yeah, is Realms in development of, yeah. now. Oh, realms of yes. Peril oh, and Glory. Yes. yes, a lot of words in there. Uh, uh, is is in development right now. You're working yes. on getting these recorded. Is mm-hmm. it your hope to have the, all of the games recorded and packaged before you release the first episode? Uh, not all of or, them, because we're going to be running continually. But uh, we would yeah. like to have okay. a significant amount of them uh, prepped and ready. We're essentially, as far as I can tell, um, Zach's uh, plan. We're we're recording sort of three full series in advance. Mm. Um, the Veil campaign, which is Zach's yep. tightly scripted GM one. Um, my uh, 5e, D&D 5e oh, yeah. one, which is sort of my scripted one. And then a series of, of Yasps, of You Awaken in Strange Places, which is all completely improvised. And then Christmas we'll caper. release theirs. Over, and, and, and Christmas Caper and the other, the other specials. And we'll release <laughs> yeah. those over sort of um the year between the middle of uh of 2021 yeah. until the middle of 2022 and we then we'll have, spend yeah, that well. year doing what we spent the last year doing making more, doing more series and releasing theirs yeah. and playing around with it and yeah yes. it's i think our, our goal is to get a, a a running uh a running set of series on this and so with each series you'll also be it, it sounds like you're also rotating the players around yeah. and oh, the yeah. crew that are involved oh, yeah, in each completely. game well hey that's actually very similar to how terrible I, I it's funny yeah. many podcasts are a set group and it's always like, yeah. like same four people and when one person leaves another person will be brought in but it, it remains as yeah. like a core group and i don't know how those podcasts exist because that <laughs> sounds incredibly difficult well we found and it difficult so, when we're just recording one set of players just scheduling wise oh, yeah. it can be difficult it's scheduling wise for sure but uh, the a big reason why Terrible Warriors became the anthology show of rotating mm-hmm. players that it was was out of necessity, yeah. not just out of a yeah, desire of for that format, but just every time it was time to get a new schedule, it's like, well, no, these people aren't available to mm-hmm. record with me yeah. again, so uh, I got to find three more people and also learn a new game and, and put that well, out. We, we, um, we have the benefit of we have the benefit of um, the, a lot of the people that we're playing with are our friends and um, and colleagues and contacts within. Yeah. Uh, 
the audio drama space because we yeah. started with audio dramas and, and a lot of them have their own recording setups at home, yes. know what it's like to schedule big yeah. recording sessions. And so we, we do have the benefit. It's, we're playing on easy mode in that regard. For years for sure. I was cheating because I worked at a radio station. I could just yeah. invite people down to the radio exactly. station on the weekend. And now I'm not even allowed to go the, to the, the radio station <laughs> Well, I think remote record. I don't know if we'll ever move away from remote recording for remote RPG. Is great. I remote mean, I think I is... think we'll. I think every so often we are going to want to get yeah when, get when, people together when when the empire I think remote is recording gone. has certainly made it like I can now have people invited. Like I can talk to the two of you mm. here, yes. and uh, if I want oh, to pl- play a game, I can bring people in from anywhere. Uh, yeah, but and meeting new what people was so, is so great. For and that. meeting new people, sure. I've had a very hard time adjusting to being online. I love yeah. the joy for me playing tabletop is not. Oh, me too playing over Discord. Yeah, the joy for me, me playing tabletop is sitting around 100%. the table and feeling the energy in that room yes. that is so hard to get over a webcam. And rolling that dice and 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 sharing drinks and 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 just oh, sure. it's it's also a time for me to turn all my equipment off, yes. right? Like even when we yes. were recording, I was recording on an SD card and I could turn the computer off. And so yep. tabletop was my offline like mm-hmm. shut down where, where everything's pencil and paper and books and 100%. I'll do that everywhere else. And so I'm I am looking forward to being able to play around tables yeah. again and I have a desperate need for that. I for volunteered sure. last year uh, in 2020 for Gen Con online and I ran games and and that worked, but it was also weird. It was yeah. very weird. It it, it, yeah. it it's hard to it's a it's a different skill that's involved in mm, conveying definitely. and talking. Uh, over over this medium uh, versus being at a table. Yeah, and some people, I am I am jealous. Have thrived. <laughs> it, yeah. it, I really started. I really started flourishing as a GM online. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I'm I'm, I'm just biding my time and, and <laughs> waiting waiting to yeah, be able to reopen too. my door. No, me too. And bring people back over. Uh, I think we're desperately gonna. I, I'm. I really do think that at some point we're gonna have to record some specials where we're all sitting around a table. I mean, maybe it'll be it. a special occasion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the. I think I think the balance has to be has to be found because this this really does of uh, finding that this really opens up our options for who we play with and, and how we play. And it is more accessible. You know, my, my apartment itself is not fully stuff. accessible. Mm. There's a set of yes. stairs I have to get in. So there were people that I could not invite yeah. to record mm. with us and, and, and also geographically yeah. or people who work on the weekends. And so um, having remote setup, but then yeah. you're mentioning you've got a, a, the benefit of having to work with a team of people who have setups at home. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, to, to them, most of the people that appeared on Terrible Warriors didn't podcast or stream at home. Yeah. Uh, and so they didn't have equipment. I think there's also people are forgiving us of, you know, the quality of, mm. of, of what podcasts like you see, like even on TV shows like Colbert and uh, and that, that that have been having to record in remote locations and in yeah. smaller groups. Um, there's it's, it's a more forgiving attitude about that. Yes. I think everyone understands that this is a weird time. Uh, it, it has been a it's been a learning curve. And I would just wish I hadn't spent two years investing in a home studio. Because no. yeah. I, I would have done anymore. the same thing. That's the thing. It, I, if I'd said. I mean, we were trying to do that. We were two weeks away from recording the first session of the Orphans yeah. RPG, the the second go around with players yeah. around a table. Uh, we were going to be doing 
you know, all the recording in one space. I was going to be doing live sound design yeah. as we went so I could time it to the players in the room. Mm. Um, it was it was a whole production. And literally the day before um, yeah. we were going to get we together, would, would, I kind of had to say, yeah. guys, I've got a cough. I, I can't come. And then everyone was <laughs> yeah. like, actually, I, we don't really think it's very safe to go out. And I was like, I can't blame you for thinking yeah. that. And it was a, a really difficult really difficult thing to have to let that go but there will there will come a day when we all I swear get to god to it will come around a table and roll a dice together and on that day we will all have terrible dice rolls and we're gonna we'll make sea shanties about this year yeah. is what's gonna oh, happen oh, yeah, james songs that we will oh, sing you know we haven't of, mentioned of... james is a composer and he no, is gonna be composing please. all the music for realms of peril yes. Oh yeah. Oh well, James, sure. I should have you on again because I would love to talk <laughs> to you just about that, like 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 more laser focus. Because oh, yeah. one of the things I, I'm not composing music, but I've been mm. editing for other uh, a show, uh, Crits and Giggles, and and of course Terrible Warriors here, Ooh. where uh, I, I have a, a, a music licensing agreement mm. with a library, and I've been cool. like designing the soundscape of those shows yeah. and, and layering yeah, that and adding it in and doing that. And, and, and uh, I think maybe there'll be a series of interviews that I'll do with other people yeah. that are not necessarily the ones that you hear on the podcast, but the ones that are editing these shows. Mm. And I'd love to do like a behind the actor studio kind of thing. Yeah. Of just like what, what, what the, the process and thinking that goes into well, you know, making these shows. Cause Dude, sometimes just sitting around a table and rolling dice is fun. But if you just put a microphone and you hit record and you listen to it afterwards, it's not necessarily very dynamic. No, <laughs> it's a little dry, and and some some of that magic gets lost. That that music can help mm. draw out, right? Yeah. Well, I'm 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 Zach's um, Taylor Taylor composer. composer. You're the troubadour. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the I am the in house I am the in house bard. Um, yes. And, uh, I I mean I I never used to be uh, a composer and then I did all the music for the orphans and then I did all the music. We did for the this same thing of like the NBCs of like we we're like oh I made this track for the orphans. What do you think? I was like that's great. Do you want to compose the whole that's next? That's a good season? track. Do you want to make everything? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Sure. I could probably do that. <laughs> I go in hard. Um, and yeah, and and I think getting again it, it the difference that I found between. Um, audio drama music and yeah. uh, role-playing game music mm. is that audio drama music is designed to follow the energy of an individual scene. But mm. role-playing game and actual play music is supposed to be something in the background that's loopable. More and ambient, is, yeah. Yeah, is a lot more like mm. um, video game music yeah. than it is like film music for audio dramas and having musically been inspired by both. Uh, and it's totally impossible it. for you to... Um, to score custom 14 yeah. hours of content. So yeah, you really had to think about breaking yeah. things How down do so that I can take the stems and make something out of it yeah. for a moment if I need it. Uh, how do we oh, loop yeah. this track so it can go longer? You know, you've really put a lot of thought into that stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's tremendous fun though. James and Zach, where can we follow up with each of you if we wanted to know what you're up to and the projects you're involved in? Yeah. Um, so I'm at ZachFG on Twitter. Uh, you can also find our show, The Orphans, at Orphans Audio on Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Realms of Peril and Glory. You can find it Realms Pod on Twitter. R E A L M S P O D. You can also find uh, Realms of Peril and Glory and The Orphans on any podcast app. If you just search Realms of Peril and Glory or The Orphans. And James, where can they find you? Uh, well, I mean, I'm terrible at so I'm I'm terrible at social media. So I I always <laughs> defer to I always defer to uh, our where there's light. a Zach, there will be a shadow it, in the shape of James's. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm the I'm the little uh, I'm Wobbuffet's tail. I'm always hanging out behind, <laughs> um, and uh, you don't know I'm the real Pokemon. So I always defer to <laughs> yeah, I always defer to Light and Tragic and our and our our Patreon because if you try to find me on Twitter, all you will get is snarky yeah. political comments uh, about about stonks. But if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this before August time, there is currently a feed for Realms of Peril and Glory. So if you like what you hear and you want to stay tuned, uh, head over to your podcast app, search Realms of Peril and Glory, and it'll be there. Uh-huh. You'll hear my voice going, mm-hmm. welcome to the feed for Realms well, of Peril and Glory, guys. guys. We're really excited <laughs> about what we got going on. Day, I'm so glad you're here. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, and you know, uh, I'm I'm just I'm gonna put this out because I need content. Yeah, so this fair. interview is getting released because I thought this was fine, and I Very want nice. to check in with you as we get closer to the actual that release good. because I'm oh, sure between sure. now and August, I will something's have gonna to happen. We'll have learned a <laughs> lot. As well. We'll have learned a lot. We'll come back and say and, everything and, we said was wrong. So everything we said is diff- is completely different. Well, and and <laughs> certainly, yeah, and let's check back in again in a few months because I'd like to yeah. know any lessons that we could mm. find. Because so many people want to get in and record their games and do actual yeah. plays. And part of me wants to tell them, no, don't. Yes. Don't do that. It's really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> and it might make you hate this hobby. And You're, s- uh, <laughs> you're seeing us as the fresh-faced babies. We are I, going into And there's into so it. much good I content like out there that's available. I do like to think we know something about burnout. Oh, we do. Uh, yeah. After having yeah, run a show. True. And about how to avoid it. But we'll see if that's but, true. <laughs> but but three, three, months, three months down the line, we're all going to have... Three months down the line, we're going to have like, face, scar, face scars and eye patches. We're, we're all going to be like the dark universe versions of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, I need more leather in my, go- in yeah. my closet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you thought you could just improv a series, <laughs> did you? Well, you're wrong, boys. If there's like a beam in of you from the future going, James, whatever you do, don't, <laughs> don't do, do that show. <laughs> don't let Zach convince you to do the damn show. It's your improv, James. Something's got to be done about your improv. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you and Zach are fine. It's your improv. It sucks. The improv, that's the problem. <laughs> You're not funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> James and Zach, thank you for hanging out with me. Thank, thank you, you for so telling me about us. your show. Uh, I'm going to check out The Orphans and uh, subscribe and listen because I'm, I'm, I burned through all of my podcast content so I need more <laughs> things to listen to. And uh, 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 all of the best in the future here with this new show. Thank it you. Is, it sounds like Thank a brave so undertaking. I'm very excited. Oh, it yeah. sounds like in a very interesting way your intentions are very much aligned with what kind of actual play show I make in oh, yeah. that idea of like an, an anthology show that explores different types and ways to play this game yeah you know i love dungeons and dragons but i do think that if you play other sessions when you return to DD, you come at it with a new appreciation and better ways to tell your stories more effective understandings of narrative and character Mm -hmm. interactions and drama and tension and all that other kind of stuff um 
And and I'd love to uh, pick your brain. Uh, I know, Zach, we didn't get any time to do this, but I know you really love breaking down different sessions or, or systems mm, and, yeah. and rules. And, and I'd love to pick your brain about, you know, as as this show continues, what se- what systems you're, you're discovering. Yeah. I, I yeah. think there's, there's and this, these, these conversations never end. That's the thing. And mm. I'm going to keep finding new systems and being like, oh, this one's shiny. We should play this oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, I, I thought I was being all cool when I deep dive cut in Nibiru, and then you were already one step ahead of me. <laughs> like so. we're recording uh, at this month, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not read up on the rules for that, so I might come back no, to the neither. next interview and be like, hey, "Oh uh, my god, Nibiru!" <laughs> send me a ping if you got any questions. I read I the whole will. book. I love it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I wish I could play it. Actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. of all the games we did for Session Zero, that was the first one I really came across. Was going, oh. Because we just did Spire by yeah. Grant Howitt, uh, and I was like, "This, this might be the next one we do. Yeah. This is really good, and and it, and it really, uh, you know, it was it was really evocative and yeah. really drawing yeah. me into what I could do if I was recording it. Yeah. So, mm. uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what you do with with this game. Oh, and you. they just put out a Kickstarter uh, the week that we're recording this uh, for uh, Xanatu, yeah. uh, uh, Xanadu, nice. uh, of an exploration Xanadu. of the core of Nibiru and, and, and breaking that down. So Wonderful. so there's there's more Nibiru coming out. So. That's very exciting. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we've already said goodbye. We've already done our plug, yeah. and we talked for another 10 minutes. So <laughs> Whoops. I, I'm very bad at this. But uh, James, <laughs> oh, Al, uh, Zach, I, I really want to uh, meet up with you again and talk to you. Thank you again 100%, for, for the time man. you spent. Thank you for having us. And Thank yeah, you so much. And for, it's been great. For you, my dear listener, we will be back again next week. Uh, I don't know with what. Uh, hopefully doing another Session Zero, maybe another Spotlight interview, or maybe I'm going to tell you a little bit about my game that I ran called Sweetwater Bank in Dungeons & Dragons because a lot of people have been hearing me talk about this game in my interviews, and I was thinking it might be fun if I took you through the whole module step by step and help you understand the decisions I make of why did I put this here? Why do I do that there? Because I think I've gotten, I I struck gold with this one scenario that I ran at this restaurant of making a game that I feel is, is entry level, but also fun for someone who's really enjoying the game and has played it a lot. And it can slot kind of anywhere in an ongoing game or be the first story to send you off on a whole new one. And I think after playing it, I've been in a place where I've run this one game like 17 times now and every single time it's a little bit different and it evolves and I learn a little bit more about that story and I'm in a really unique position so I, I'm thinking I might I might maybe next week that's what I'll do is I'll share that Definitely story do that. and, and I'll take you that. through the story of Sweetwater Bank so that'd be great that's, that's, that's all me that's just me doing my plug because I don't want to edit that in later in a post <laughs> roll so oh my god <laughs> yeah. you know how it is. that is what we've We're been doing in the fun. pandemic you know what would be fun? Doing like a reverse You Awaken in a Strange Place where one of us concocts a one shot and then every and then we do a whole series of different players playing Running that one shot game? with no with no knowledge of the with no like foreknowledge of the story, recording a bunch of that in advance and releasing that and seeing how one one shot. That would be really be fun so now of what if what if like seven different podcasts all did that? They all did Ooh. one episode of their own game, and they're all playing the exact same module that someone has written. But everyone has their own interpretation on that, that exact thing. Awesome. It's like cover songs of cover songs. This is stop it, Justin. Really, We're coming up with gold. That could be a really, that could, that could be a really cool. May, well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a charity thing that we do <laughs> one year for, for childcare. Just a giant crossover, really like with like five different podcasts. Oh, yeah, amazing. yeah. 
So maybe, maybe yeah, that, that, that sounds, that sounds really cool. We're just full of anyway, ideas. How different GMs run oh, the same thing. Anyway, all right, well, uh, we're going to have to take this into private because someone's <laughs> yeah, going to steal these ideas now. <laughs> yeah. So, Zach, James, don't go anywhere. No. And for you, listener, we'll see you again next week. And until that fateful time when we are playing around tables and rolling dice together and breathing the same yes. air, be good to each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.